Well, the Pac-12 is now dead, and it's time for the super conferences to poach the corpse of another conference. Will that be the ACC? I think so. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black, editor and publisher of 247's Eagle Insider. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. All right, folks. It seems like, again, realignment is is in, I, uh, is the big news everywhere. You just saw the Pac-12 now turn into the pack four as schools are being poached left and right to go to the big 12, the big 10 and leaving the pack 12 to basically be dead. Now I loved, I saw a couple different people refer to this new phenomenon, not as conference realignment, but more accurately conference cannibalization. cannibalization. I think it's a perfect term of what's going on in college football, but now that the pack 12 is dead, they're down to the four, and those four schools, I don't see them going anywhere. Well, Stanford could still go to the Big Ten if they want. and uh, But otherwise, that conference is dead. That now le- puts that crosshair that was on the Pac-12 on the next school, the next conference that is unstable, which is the Atlantic Coast Conference. The Atlantic Coast Conference for the last three years, we've heard all the rumblings about the the TV deal that they have with ESPN uh, and how uh, far behind the pro- the schools are going to get from the Big Ten and SEC because the the numbers are so disparate. Well, now we have in the last week heard FSU figuring out how to get out of the conference. They hired J.P. Morgan to raise funds to probably get them out of the conference. And you're hearing reports that Clemson behind closed doors is having the same kinds of conversations. Could be just bluster, but it could be real too. Now, this is is nervous, nerve-wracking if you're an Atlantic Coast team because there's a few things to think about. If Clemson and Florida State leave, your status as a Power 5, you know, like one of the major conferences is, is hit hard. Because you only have those two schools kind of at the top with schools like Miami and UNC and I mean, even like Wake Forest or Pitt as your other power programs in football. If you lose that, you're kind of you're not you don't have the top heavy star power that you're hoping for. That's a big deal. Then you have to worry about what if some of these other schools leave? What if UVA and UNC and some of these other AAU uh, schools uh, end up in like the Big Ten or the Pac, uh, the Big Twelve? What if these schools get poached by those programs? Then what happens? And at the end of the day, every single conversation about the ACC almost consistently lists Boston College as the team that no one really wants. (laughs) Because let's let's face it, folks. This program and most of the athletics, other than maybe, you know, hockey 
and, and women's lacrosse have putzed around for the last 15 years. It's been since 2008 that BC's had a winning record in football since in uh, conference play. Basketball has been a disaster. What what conference is going to want a school like Boston College if that's the kind of program they're putting together? It's not an attractive program right now. You, there's no if as much as I you know some people call me an, a BC cheerleader or whatever. You have to you have to you have to be realistic here, folks. When these conferences and these and when I say conferences, the people making these decisions are the media networks behind them. Even Gene DiFilippo said that in 2011. ESPN made the decisions on who, who came to the ACC. At the end of the day, which of the is Fox going to want Boston College if the ACC collapse? Will 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 ESPN if if the ACC is gone? Will they want BC? I don't see it. I don't see it. So on today's show, let's look at some of the potential potential possibilities of things that could happen if the ACC were to fall apart. Now, the first thing that could happen is that the, say Clemson and Florida state leave. They're the two most attractive programs. I could, you know, I don't, I don't know if the, the networks are that interested in, in grabbing more pro, more schools. Cause you only have a certain limit of what they can, they can afford, but maybe they want Clemson and Florida state. They leave and the rest of the ACC stands still. That would give some stability. You could grab a, a team or two, you know, whether you go with a Tulane or an SMU or, um, you know, maybe go crazy and get the Atlantic Coast Conference plus Stanford. Um, but you could you could find another school to add. Will they be will they be Florida State or, or, or Clemson? Absolutely not. The, those types of market high marquee teams are gone. You're never going to get that. That could be a possibility. And, you know, I I think the, if that was the case, you look at what the ACC has and I think there might be life at the end of the tunnel um, for programs that aren't these like Meg, like basically it seems to me that the big 10 and SEC are just becoming minor league football teams, which I don't know. You may find that enjoyable, but, there's a big difference to me with college and minors and having maybe the ACC really like define the, the traditions and everything that was in college football beforehand with regional rivalries and all that good stuff could give a spot for that conference to have something special that people will respect. That's one thought. Another thought when we're looking at, at this conference is that things start to fall apart. What happens if six teams go? What does what happens there? I'm going to get into all of that in just a moment. Now, if you've not checked it out yet, let me tell you about some great podcasts that you can check out on Locked On. If you're a Boston fan, there's Locked On Patriots as they're getting ready for their NFL season. I love Locked On Patriots. You can check that out. Locked on Red Sox is out there. There's some great locked on channels. Just check them out. Even if you're if, if you're looking for a pro team, they really do have some great options out there. And and it it's great for anyone uh, to ch- check out. 
Now, these days, every new potential hire can make feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Now, let's look at this. You go, you're, you're looking for somebody for your job. You have this open position. You, you're thinking, oh, you know, I've tried this and that. All you need to do is go to LinkedIn, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. It's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked on BC. And we're talking about what could happen with all this realignment. And how could it impact Boston College? So let's now go down some of the other roads. Say the ACC is poached. Say schools start going like Louisville. They end up in the in the Big Twelve. They, you know, you could have, a, you know, UVA and UNC go to the Big Ten, Georgia Tech and the SEC. You have options of things that could happen. If all of that happens, would a Power Five, pro, like one of these big conferences, want Boston College? Now, the pros for the that would go in favor of BC is the, always the talk of the media market. Boston is one of the highest you know, rated media markets in the country. Getting them would be a big coup, especially for a pro, uh, conference like the Big Ten or the Big 12, if they're trying to get you know their reach to go further up the, the East Coast uh, past West Virginia. There's, there's something to be said about that. The other piece of it is that Boston College, you know, you look at the Director's Cup, they're, what, 108th? They haven't done anything to really inspire a big conference to, to, to go after them. So in terms of everything that goes on in terms of, you know, of all this conference realignment, of all the interests of these major stakeholders, whether it's ESPN or Fox, I, I, I just don't see them being uh, a program that, that they'll go after. So that I, I feel would be a long shot. What I, I, one of the things I think could be realistic that I think I would love to see, you know, honestly, at this point, it, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world is let's say Clemson and Florida state leave. Maybe UNC and UVA go too. That's fine. And you, you've got the rest of those other, uh, the other schools there. You go in, you might, you might be more of a G six school program at this point. That's Okay. You, you, you have Louisville, you have Syracuse, you got Pitt, Virginia Tech, Miami. You add in Temple. You add in, uh, just humor me for a second, UConn. You, you add in, you know, SMU and Tulane. And basically, you have a new, more, like kind of more or less, a, a, a new B, Big East 2.0 in football. Because you have the Temple, Syracuse, Pitt, Louisville, uh, Miami, Virginia Tech. It's basically the old gang back together again. Is this where we're headed? Because honestly, I don't. I don't think that's the worst. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that at all. The other option is kind of what I saw Molly uh, McGraw, the former uh, 
Muffet McGraw, excuse me, uh, the former Notre Dame women's head coach say. And this is another thing that could happen. She said on Twitter, time to stop whining about where college football is headed and figure out how to save the rest of college sports. Let football break with the NCAA and form their own league and let college basketball and the Olympic sports continue the conference model. There has to be another way to preserve all that is good in college athletics and give our student athletes the experience they deserve. Now, this, I think, is is worth talking about because all of this is being driven by football. All of this region, you know, all this like giant conferences, it's all football. As much as people want to talk about basketball and stuff like that, the the networks don't care about that. They want football. That's that's the moneymaker. So the negatives to all of this, as I said on Friday's show, are the the student athletes that are playing, you know, softball at at, uh, Oregon and they have to go play it, you know, now at um, at Rutgers. And, you know, and they're like a backup catcher and have to drive, you know, fly for nine hours and then have classes and all that stuff. What if the end game for all of this is that there are basically just a league for college football? That it basically becomes a minor league and maybe it still has the pageantry. I don't know. Maybe it's a league for that. And then it's regional for, for all the other stuff. So basically you would get back. You know, you could make a biggie. You 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 would expand the biggies basketball brand, probably, and you'd have the you'd add BC to that, and then maybe for for football you have you know the bastardized ACC, and then everything else is more on the regional stuff. That would cut down on all the commutes. That would cut down on all the travel for some of the smaller programs. I feel like that would be something that could work, and I think it would be actually more enjoyable for college sports fans. I mean, what have BC basketball fans have been saying for the last 10 years that they missed the big East. And I get it. I, I used to have season tickets when they played Georgetown and Providence and all that good stuff. I miss big East basketball. Maybe, maybe if the ACC ends up collapsing, it's not the worst thing in the world. Maybe basketball ends up with a shot, a, a boost because UConn just won and they're not in a major conference. Basketball, you don't need to be in a major conference and you can get those regional rivalries that will pack Conti because you'll get opposing fans. You get the the locals that are more into it because it's like, hey, it's it's Harvard and BC or or whatever the local games are. So maybe that's the end game that the football ends up splitting. It probably makes money sense in a lot of different ways. And 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 for BC, it might be where they end up landing. But I, I, I said this on Friday's episode, too. Um, I, the joke of BC's ending up in the Patriot League, it, it's not going to get that bad. It, it won't. Will BC end up in a smaller conference? Possibly. But <clears throat> would you rather watch, you know, BC back in the day? I mean, b- back in the day in the Big East, BC had the option, you know, the opportunity to win a lot. They could get into a conference with good quality opponents with the potential of going nine and three every year. Would you rather see that or just see them getting smoked like they are right now? They, I mean, let's be real, folks. Most years, you're going into every year with BC going, they don't have a chance in the ACC. But maybe if there's a new big, newer style Big East, you'd be fighting for conference championships and have that as a realistic option again. It's just something to think about. Now, in our final segment, 
I want to look at some of the news of the weekend, including basketball playing in Rome, some gladiator fighting between BC basketball, and some camp news that you're not going to want to miss. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Today is the last day. If you love my work, if you love to know more about Boston College from me than anyone else, you need to become an Eagle Insider. Right now, 60% off on 247. Just go to Eagle Insider, sign up, become a member. You get all of my work covered. You get all of Mitch's in-depth analysis covered. You don't want to miss this. And more news about Mitch. Mitch is going to be on tomorrow to talk about where things are with college football. If you like hearing Mitch talk, this is an episode you're not going to want to miss. So camp is back on. BC you know, held more practices this weekend. They were all closed to the media, so we don't know exactly what was going on. Um, but I've been recapping some of the things that have been said. Uh, you know, I talked about Ryan O'Keefe, Jaden Skeet. There's a lot of excitement about the wide receivers, but there's also a lot of excitement about the offensive offensive line and the defensive line. Uh, I looked at on our page the the different potential uh, defensive linemen that could be lining up against Donovan Azarako like on the other, opposite side of Donovan Azarako. And what I'm getting at here, folks, is I still believe that BC has a lot of good depth. Um, and they're going to have to prove it on the field because depth is great, but if it's not good depth, then what the heck does it matter? But I feel like they have depth coming, and that could be a big difference maker, especially against this weaker schedule this year. So let's keep an eye on that at Boston College. Now, tomorrow on Monday, we have access to Jeff Halfley and on Tuesday to Jeff Halfley, so we'll be able to get more updates. Um, I haven't seen anything about injuries. I've been kind of looking around, seeing any if any guys have been sitting haven't seen any of that yet, but we'll have to wait and see if there's any more news updates there. Now, let's go across the world over to Italy, where Boston College men's basketball and women's basketball have been traveling in Italy before they head to Spain. And they've been sightseeing, but they play, men's basketball and women's basketball played their first game of their trip. This weekend, women's basketball won earlier this weekend. They, I think they won by 20 and men's basketball won 81 to 54 against uh, an all-star team in Rome. Uh, Quinton post looking like Quinton post had 21 points in 10 rebounds uh, with a big game. Prince Aligby, uh 12 points and six rebounds. Chaz Kelly was lethal from three point range. And then Devin McLaughlin, who is a human um, stat stat uh, column with five points, 12 rebounds, two blocks and two steals. You saw a little bit of the youngsters, not a ton. Fred Payne seemed to be the best. He had 11 points and seven rebounds while some of the bigger, the bigs like Armani mighty and Jaden, Jaden Hastings had kind of smaller games. So a big win though. That's, you know, it's nice to see, nice to see them going over there and playing um, because they, I think they had an opportunity to set their team uh, mentality this year. Uh, with with what they did on Saturday, which was they went to like, and I'd never heard of this at an, uh, on any trips to Italy, but they had like a gladiator training camp and all the players went and they learned how to be gladiators. And I think Earl Grant played like the role of the emperor where like you either keep fighting or you lose and stuff. Um, but what a better way, like what's a, what a better uh, mentality to have going into this year than gladiators, right? Like underdog scrappy gladiators. 
Um, but it, it looks like a really cool trip for the Eagles. Um, also, men's uh, baseball, they hired a new coach. Uh, we'll have that name, and uh, it's an associate head coach at Columbia. Uh, that'll be uh, up on our site tomorrow. And we'll have a whole bunch of more news, and hopefully with more camp stuff for you coming up. So thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please like it and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Recommend us to friends, and uh, hopefully you'll you'll you liked it. So we'll be back again tomorrow for another episode. We're doing this five days a week. If you're an everydayer, thank you again so much for listening to our podcast every single day. My name is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black two four seven or on Threads or you know I'm on Blue Sky. You can find me on any social network. Just look up AJ Black. I'm there. Thank you all so much. I'll see you all again tomorrow. Take care, everyone.